You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Pony Stampede Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz. Uh, Some of the transfer portal dust is finally starting to clear. Uh, SMU inked its signing class last Wednesday uh, and some of the dust and storm of Christmas at my house has cleared. So I finally have a chance to talk a little bit about it. Um, Let's start with the 15 recruit high school class. Um, I like this group of guys. Um, I really do. I think, you know, yeah, they're all three stars. There's no, you know, there's not that four or five star elite recruit, but I think there are some guys with a lot of high end upper level talent in this bunch, um, on ponystampede.com. I broke down, kind of did some class superlatives um, that I saw some other sites do and liked, so I borrowed it. Um, And it was hard. You know, it was hard to say who's the best offensive and defensive addition. It was hard to decide who is going to have the biggest early impact on offense or defense, who not to overlook, who might be a best scout team guy. I mean, it was hard to go through that. Um, Ultimately, uh, I gave Jamarian Carroll uh, the best offensive addition. I just think he has the biggest and most upside. Um, you know, I know on Twitter there are a bunch of things that went around about him being undervalued by some of the recruiting sites. Um, he's a guy, he makes plays. I mean, you look at that jump, spin, hurdle that he made for a really long uh, long game during Hershey's season this year. Um no, he's an exciting guy. He's another one of those uh, guys that SMU has been able to get the last couple of years where you just kind of say, hey, get the ball in his hands and, and kind of see what he can do with it. Uh, there's a little, uh, you know, there's a little Roderick Daniels Jr. to him a little bit, I think. Um, you know, probably going to be a slot receiver type guy for you, especially early on, you know, depending on how he develops. He might be uh, in that, like, kind of Rasheed Rice where early on where there are some other outside guys he's an inside guy and then develops into being one of those um outside receivers for you um i mean he's 6'1 180 and he's and he's got some room on him to grow a little bit uh so it'll be interesting to see what he does there but i just think there's just a lot of upside and i think ultimately he might be the best offensive weapon in this class but it's hard to say well, but what about Jackson Lavender? I mean, he's a guy who, through his high school career, has just made play after play. Another guy, he returns kicks. He's lines up at running back. Inside, outside receiver. Um, you know, one of the one of the first football things I covered uh, when I got this job was the Under Armour Next camp, and he was the, the wide receiver's MVP at that camp that – had some four and maybe a five-star receiver in that group, and he's the one that was uh, was singled out as the best receiver out of the bunch. Uh, he's just – and he's got a little bit of an edge to him, I think. You know, I talked to him after uh, Lovejoy lost their playoff game to South Oak Cliff, 
And, you know, he he kind of felt like, hey, I, I don't like this feeling. I don't like feeling that maybe there was more I could do, so now I'm going to get to work. Um, you know, Lonnie Johnson uh, from Teller, Keller Timber Creek is an interesting one just because uh, he didn't really play much this year. He started the season, had a massive first or second game uh, out there, and then uh, spent the rest of the year injured. Um, but, a, I mean, talk about room to grow. I mean, he's already 6'3", 205. He's got that solid build to him. You know, he could come in and and do some things right away. Uh, you know, you just don't know. I, I put him down as the best scout offensive guy just because he – he could do a lot of things, you know, depending on what the opponent has, you know, you can do some different things with him and, uh, and maybe, you know, simulate a lot of different guys just through him alone, uh, that could make him valuable. Um, trip Reardon, uh, tight end out of Frisco Wakeland, six, four, six, five, two forty five already. Um, you know, obviously this last year, uh, offense showed it wasn't, scared to put a, a true freshman tight end out there to, to make some plays. And honestly, Tripp might be uh, have a better body type to go out and do that right away. Um, I know SMU's bringing some tight ends back um, in hopes to have some guys healthy that weren't, but RJ and Tripp as a young one-two punch could be, could be scary. I mean, he put up some ridiculous numbers out of that tight end spot for uh, the Wolverines this past season. Um you know, just a guy who made plays. Let's see, let's see, let's see. 66 catches, 958 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, and that's coming off a 17-catch, uh, 295-yard, 5-touchdown year the year before. Um, you know, he talked about really putting in the work uh, to be a guy that's on the field all the time that can do the blocking and can also maybe run a route like a receiver. Um you know, he's a guy that could get on the field right away maybe. I mean, I think he's an early offensive impact guy just based on kind of how these these positions are. Um, you've got three offensive linemen who I think are all solid pickups. You've got Alex Woods out of Florida. Um, and then you've got Reagan Gill out of Jersey Village in Houston and Sean Scott from California. Uh, SMU held off, uh, Cal, uh, put up a little bit of a fight after Scott had already committed, uh, was when he got the Cal offer, but he signs with SMU. All three solids, Scott and Woods are both tackles. Um, Gill is probably an interior, uh, lineman guard, uh, type guy, you know, all three, I mean, Woods is... 6'4", 6'5", 275. Gill is 6'5", 315. Scott is 6'7", 265. So he's got the he's got the frame to put some some more muscle and some more size on. You know, all three guys. Honestly, you hope don't have to play uh, this next year, and they can develop them uh, a little bit. Um, but all seem to have some pretty solid solid things to build on. You know, you'd like to use that like a, you know, last year signing Jacob Waller and, and Rhett Larson, a couple offensive linemen that were able to redshirt and maybe develop a year this this year. Uh, you know, maybe those guys go down that path, especially with uh, 
some offensive line help coming in the portal and maybe some more coming in the portal. Uh, the final couple offensive guys, you've got Randy Reese out of South Oak Cliff. Um, you know, his year this year uh, wasn't exactly what he what it was last year. Um, I think not having Kevin Jennings uh, slinging the ball around uh, changed that a lot. But, I mean, you look at his junior year, uh, 46 catches, 865 yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. Um, you know, he's a guy that has shown that might might be undersized. I mean, 5'9", 175, but uh, I think he's a playmaker. I think, again, you find a way to get him the ball in the field, um, move him around a little bit. They, they put him in the backfield this year uh, a few times uh, at Sock as they – won a second straight state title. Um, so I think this year maybe I think might have been a little disappointing for him. He was injured then at the very end of the, the playoff run, but um, nothing nothing major and, and should be good to go. Uh, the final offensive signee, uh, Keldrick Luster out of McKinney High, quarterback. Um, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a fun quarterback room. You know, I, I know there was some talk about, well, we'll, we'll let me try and get uh, a quarterback piece in the portal. Um, I don't know that they're necessarily looking that hard. I don't know that anybody's really looking at SMU because, man, Preston Stone, Kevin Jennings, and then they've got Luster coming in next year. That's a three-headed monster right there that, that could be a lot of fun. You know, Keldrick's a big body at 5'10", 227. Um Shorter, but a little bit bigger than uh, than Kevin Jennings. Kind of a, a similar style. He can he can sling it around. He can run it. Um, helped McKinney do uh, some things this year that that the Lions haven't done before. And you know that's a to say we we're gonna have a a sophomore, a redshirt freshman, and a true freshman uh, at that level. Uh, is is kind of scary. Yeah, it's going to be a young group, but man, there's a there's a lot of talent uh, that Johnny Brewer and Rhett Lashley and Casey Woods will will have to work with there. Um, moving over to the defensive side, that's where the top two uh, recruits, according to the twenty four seven rankings, are starting with Alex Kilgore, uh, linebacker from Katy Payton, uh, just six one two eleven. He moves well. He's got great lateral movement. He tackles well. Um, he had over 100 tackles for them uh, when they won the 2021 state title uh, down there in Katy. Uh, and, you know, this year was a, a disappointing year for them. They had some weird stuff go on. Uh, but he's a guy. He's going to – he's an early enrollee. Uh, he's going to come on campus. And, you know, he's a guy that – if he kind of shows that he can do it, he might be a guy that gets on the field at linebacker as a true freshman. You know, I know they've got, they're bringing some guys back, but they also lost a lot of talent. I mean, Jimmy Phillips was on the field all the time. Uh, you know, you got Slade, uh, who's now going to be gone. I mean, there, there was some talent there and there's some talent coming back, but he's a guy that he might, he might make a bid to, uh, to see some time early on the field, uh, just behind him, Damian Will Wimberly uh, out of Austin Vandergrift, uh, interior defensive lineman. He uh, he's he's just good. I mean, you just watch film on him, and he's a 
he's a problem. Uh, 6'4", 245 right now. Um, helped lead the Vipers to their first ever state championship game appearance. Um, ton of upside. You know, he's, you know, those two, Kilgore and Wimberley, are, are easily guys that uh, in a couple years when you kind of look back on this class, you might be surprised that they weren't four-star uh, recruits. I think they're both uh, going to be really good and could possibly be good early. I mean, I know SMU's been able to add a couple D-line, especially interior D-line guys, um, through the portal. Um, but he's a guy that he might come in and he might he might fight for a spot. Now, granted, they had a, a really nice recruit uh, this last year, Dylan Frazier, um, who they uh, managed to hold out the whole year in red shirt and everything. Um, so that could be in, in Wimberley's future, but uh, we'll see what, what they decide to do with him. And um, But a, a lot of talent there. Uh, then also from South Oak Cliff, Abdul Muhammad. Um, He's 5'9", 190, but, you know, I mean, he was the he was the defensive MVP of the state championship game uh, when they won it back in 21. Um, he's got a nose for the ball. He is willing to just get into anything. He will stick his head in any play. Uh, he'll get after it, and that's something that has maybe been lacking uh, in SMU's defensive secondary uh, the last few years. Um he doesn't have the same size as Ahmad Moses, who got some some playing time at safety as a true freshman this year. But he reminds me uh, a little of him as he's just going to get after it. He's going to go in there. He's going to he's going to make a tackle and and he's going to go from from snap to whistle. Uh, he's kind of got one speed, uh, and I think that'll be that'll be big moving forward. Uh, linebacker from Frisco High, Brandon Maizono. Um, Another guy, he kind of got caught up by injuries at the end of their season, uh, which was which was disappointing for him. But he, uh, you know, he talked about talking with his coaches at at Frisco High and his family, and you know, knew that there was more football to come, and he wanted to be ready. He's another early enrollee, and he wanted to get that surgery done and be healthy and be good to go when he got onto campus. And you gotta you gotta credit a kid for that. Um, six one two zero four, uh, just really athletic at that linebacker position. Um, you know he's a guy that you're going to be able to do a lot of things with. I feel like that you can can kind of bring him to bring pressure, can get after a quarterback that will will certainly not shy away from from bringing down a running back, trying to to find a gap. And you know is even a guy that even at his size that if you know, you want to put him on a tight end or a slot receiver, you almost could because, you know, he's probably athletic enough to to stick with that player. Um, and that's just something that that you can't undervalue. I mean, that's just something that's that's so valuable to you. Um, also on defense, Braden Flowers, uh, edge rusher from uh, Central Catholic down in San Antonio. Uh, he does have the, the Flowers name. Um, there is... Uh, plenty of history there with with his lineage. You know, his his dad was a first round NFL draft pick in 2000. Uh, brother was a fullback at Oklahoma who got some NFL and XFL time. Um, so you know he, he's he's got the pedigree 
you know, he did a little bit of everything for the buttons down there in, in, uh, in taps, uh, played some fullback, played some tight end. Um, so again, at six three two sixty, another guy that's got some athleticism that can, that can move around and, um, and be a guy that, you know, adds to some, a different, a different kind of size on the edge. You know, they, SMU used uh, Isaiah Smith and Jalen Samuels a lot, who are really long guys uh, with a lot of speed and length. He's got speed and maybe a little bit bigger uh, guy, maybe coming off the edge. And the final piece was also the newest piece of that high school recruiting class, Kevin Allen out of Everman High um, in the Fort Worth area. Unranked right now. Um will be at least a high three-star. I mean, he's 6'3", 280. He helped Everman have a really, really good season, Uh, was their district defensive MVP, was a finalist for the Landry Award that goes to the best high school football player in North Texas. Um, Great video on Twitter that his mom narrates. Um, You know, it's got him in the weight room working out, him walking the, the steps of the stadium, and, you know, his mom talking about, you know, about being a hard worker, about it being more about school being more than school being more than just football. Um, a really nice video uh, that I think kind of gives you a bit of an insight of the kind of person Kevin Allen is. Uh, haven't seen a ton of film on him, um, but again, you know, another guy that's going to come in with a lot of size, uh, a lot of experience uh, playing there at Everman. Uh, 5A school here in Texas, uh, you know, a lot to like there. And it's just, it's a solid class, you know. No, there's not going to be that four or five star on it, but they're all guys were top to bottom. You got to say, man, he could be really good. Man, I'm really excited about him. You know, this is a good get. You know, it was really nice. You know, he committed early. It was really good to keep him. You know, those are all things that don't always happen. Uh, I saw one of it happen. Uh Jaden Milliner Jones out of DeSoto uh, flipped from SMU to Colorado on signing day. Um, and that, how that went down is up to much interpretation of having everybody in SMU gear and the SMU balloons and SMU stuff at the table only to, to flip uh, when making the announcement. But that's, uh, that's his choice. Um, but I think, you know, there are some guys that some other schools – reached out for and went after a little bit and SMU was able to hold on to him. And I think that's a, I think that's a big thing. And I think we'll ultimately uh, do a lot for this team. You know, again, you kind of hope these guys as true freshmen don't have to come in and play big roles. Uh, but there are certainly some guys that can maybe do some things as true freshmen. And then certainly some other guys where you're like, man, a year of being a red shirt, a year of, you know, some scout team stuff, a year being in the weight room, a year of being around this staff, you know, that's something that, that they can turn real quick into something, something really big, uh, coming up. Speaking of coming up, uh, SMU is now up to 10 transfer signees. Uh, we will get to them after this break. We'll be right back on the Pony Stampede podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast as we transition from SMU's 15 high school recruit signees into their 10 transfer signees. Um, SMU uh, hit the portal pretty fast and pretty furious uh, to start things off. Um, And I believe I did a podcast hitting uh, some of those guys early on, but we'll go back through them and try to hit them in the order they committed. Um, And first off the bat was Charles Woods um, from West Virginia. Uh, You know, he's a guy that he was committed to SMU when he was transferring from Illinois State to West Virginia. Ended up not sticking with it. Ended up with the Mountaineers. Spent a couple years there. Now he's coming back to Texas. Uh, He's a Kimball High guy. A lot of experience at the cornerback position, which is a position of need. Um, Also following kind of that same path, Jonathan McGill, uh, transfer from Stanford. Again, he was committed to SMU out of high school uh, from the area. That commitment didn't work out, ended up at Stanford. Now he's back, a safety with a ton of experience. Uh, And then you had the three Miami, that quick three Miami trio, uh, on that first Sunday, uh, Jalen Knighton, Rooster at running back, Elijah Roberts, and Jordan Miller, a pair of good-sized defensive linemen. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about what's returning uh, in the running back room, but, man, to get a guy, five, four-star recruit coming out of high school, um, shows uh, shows so much on film and i know you know fumbling kind of got to be a problem with him at miami but you look at it his best season was a couple years ago with rhett lashley as his offensive coordinator i think that i think that plays um and i don't think it was necessarily surprising to see an offensive miami player uh come to smu but maybe a little surprising to see a couple defensive guys um Elijah Roberts, also a four-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, 6'4", 275. And then you've got Jordan Miller, uh, 6'4", 320. You know, when you talk about losing uh, a Terrence Newman uh, to eligibility, you know, that's that's Terrence Newman size. Just bigger even. I mean, you just you look at it. I mean, Terrence, 6'3", 315. Miller 64320. You know, that's a that's a big body to plug in there in the middle. Um and then uh Keyshawn Smith made it four straight Miami guys. 
that one again, you know, you're talking about a guy that was productive under in Lashley's offense there at Miami. He's also reconnecting uh, with his position coach and Rob Likens, uh, coaching the receivers. Uh, so those four are nice. I mean, that's that's not bad when you can can use those connections and and bring in quality players. Uh, followed that up with a with a need, uh, Hyron White out of Missouri, offensive tackle. Uh, played at DeSoto was part of their uh, first and only state title until they won this last year. 6'7", 292. Again, a guy with a lot of experience. Uh, he's battled some injuries. Uh, he did not play this past season uh, and missed another season with injuries. But if he's healthy, you know, he's a guy that you almost just are able to plug right in there and, and know what you're going to get from that. Uh, another secondary guy, cornerback Kale Sanders out of Fresno State, you know, he's a guy that, again, I mean, these are experienced guys, and I think that's the the biggest takeaway from some of this is, you know, there's some various years of, of eligibility remaining, but all of them have have gotten some good playing time wherever they've come from. Uh, you know, Kale's a guy who, who has started a bunch of games for Fresno State in his couple years there. Um that's big. You've got Ahmad Walker. You know now here's a connection on the defensive side. Um, you know playing playing for defensive coordinator Scott Simons there with the Flames. He comes over. You know he's a guy out of uh, a pretty solid. I mean Warner Robins is is still considered a a pretty decent powerhouse. I think they played for the state title uh, in one of Georgia's higher classifications this last year. Um, we know he comes in at that linebacker spot uh, with a lot of experience and some eligibility left, and I think that's that's certainly big. And then obviously the Christmas Day uh, edition, L.J. Johnson, you know, four-star, you know, top ten recruit in the country um, from A&M. You know, somebody on the message board pointed out that SMU now has the – top two running backs from that recruiting class out of the state of Texas uh, with LJ and uh, Kamar Wheaton. So, I mean, just you've got Kamar Wheaton, LJ Johnson, Rooster Knight, and you're bringing back Tyler Levine, who's just who's going to run through a brick wall for you and do anything you ask him to do. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the I mean, Trey Siggers, Welton Gardner, um, Coming back, I mean that's a that's a stacked and just loaded running backs room, and we all saw this year injuries and everything else what that can do. That kind of depth where there's just dude after dude after dude there is big. Um, you know when I was told LJ's uh, timetable was around Christmas, I I don't know that I necessarily thought it was going to be Christmas Day, but you know that image kind of popped into your popped into my head of you know uh Lashley uh coach Hall and uh coach Woods all sitting in their pajamas uh with some some new toys to play with and and kind of coming up with with schemes to use all three of their you know elite recruit running backs that they've they've gotten to to come home to Dallas and you know they've they're, they're still working you know I know uh the big one is P.J. Williams, uh, offensive lineman out of A&M. 
that seems to be down to SMU and Colorado. Uh, there are some other pieces here or there. Um, you know, the it, it is kind of crazy because you think about everything SMU did in that first week and then realizing, oh, yeah, this thing's, this window's open until January 18th. Um, so, you know, there's still a lot that they can do in this window. Um, and then, of course, it'll open back up after spring. But it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's some fun stuff. And I know uh, that some of those transfer rankings are taking a while. You know, un- unfortunately, that's out of my hands. Fortunately, it does look like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. We're up to six out of the ten being rated, uh, which I guess is, you know, better than it was a day or two ago. Um, you know, obviously, that's hurt SMU a little bit in the transfer and, and overall recruiting rankings, and hopefully that'll get all sorted out. Uh, you know, I've kind of run it up the flagpole as as high as I can and as many times as I can, but I will stay on it. Um, but, you know, that's that's 25 guys that are just – that are going to make a difference. It might not be for, you know, especially the high school guys. It might not be this year, but, man, you know, they bring in a couple of the, the top recruits all time. You know, Alex Kilgore, he's the number eight recruit all time. Um Somebody else was on that list. Yeah, Wimberley is uh, number 18. Uh, Jackson Lavender is number 20. You know, obviously you look at at that and, and everything and some of the guys that are still on the roster, you know, you got Preston Stone, who's the number one recruit of all time, R.J. Maryland on that list, Dylan Goffney, um, Isaiah Wachobia, uh, who appears to be staying with the Mustangs. You know, and then you factor in, you know, you got Jalen Knight and Elijah Roberts, and L.J. Johnson, who are all, you know, were all four-star high school recruits that would be on that list. You know, Kamar Wheaton was a five-star out of high school. He'd be on that list. I mean, they're stacking up a lot of talent uh, on this football roster. And they're, uh, you know, they're, they're going to find their way on the field, and, and we'll see what they do. Uh, you know, I know there was a little disappointment in Kamar this season. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does with a – Full off season under his belt uh, for his comfort level, for his health, for his understanding of the offense. Uh, I think that will go a long way. Um, but we'll see. And like I said, again, you know, there's probably room for two, three, four, you know, maybe even five other transfer guys uh, to still work in there. Um, probably not all of them in this window, but. You know, they've got some room to work with, and I expect this group uh, to stay pretty active in all that, and we will keep you updated uh, through 24-7 Sports and PonyStampede.com. So stay stay subscribed, uh, stay listening, and we'll see you next time.